Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to another episode of Friends Hello. with Friends. Hi, uh, my name's Pete Allison, hi. and uh, I'm not even going to say his name because he's already said hi. Hi, my name is Gary Rhodes, the celebrity chef. He's no longer with us, is he? Oh God, yeah, he died, didn't he? Yeah. Oh no, that's very tasty. Goodness me, that's a, an interesting start to a podcast. <laughs> um, do you want to say you're someone who's not died? Well, no, I feel like we've gone past that now. And then, you can still be the late Gary Rhodes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, no one outside of the UK is going to know Gary Rhodes, are they? Oh no, but this might be a time for you. TV to... chef, TV chef, late TV chef. I'm just reading up on him now. Yeah, he died in 2019, a sudden age of 59. Sudden death at the age of 59. He wasn't suddenly 59. Why are we talking about the sudden death of Gary Rhodes? <laughs> this podcast is. Like, we're not even like a minute in. What is? What is going on? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I'm a bit delirious. Right. Um, good. Well, that's fun. Uh, well, uh, as we always do on Friends with Friends, we will start with, it's a, fun. with a, a tribute to a dead celebrity chef. This week, it's Gary Rhodes. And we'll right. take a minute's silence now for Gary Rhodes. Which I'll edit out. <laughs> well, I enjoyed it. Uh, that was good. Um, so, how are you? <laughs> uh, a bit bewildered, but yeah, otherwise I'm fine, thanks. How are you? This is what happens when you don't say my name. Hmm. Well, there's a lesson there. You tried to mix it up and I shattered no, you. Over mixed your party. it up by interrupting me. What is going on with you? Yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I haven't had much sleep and I feel a bit giddy. Is that, right. is that coming it's across? I like to be tired. <laughs> I have stifled two yawns already because you've made such a fuss about me yawning on the podcast. I yawn shamed you, yeah. Um, French of Friends episode today is. Uh, well, I was quite apprehensive about it because there's a lot of um, a lot of bad vibes. Bad vibes. Yeah, bad vibes like within the episode. Uh, it's an e- it's a strange era to drop into because there's a lot of good stuff about this episode, but also it's in the middle of the sort of the Ow. worst bit, isn't it? And with the Ross and Rachel dynamic. Yeah. And so we sort of join it right at that point where they're all just going, "Oh, they can't be in the same room. We can't see them." Would you like to read the? Request, Dave. Do you know what, Pete? I really would. Let me just get it up on my computer. Have you sent it to me? No. <laughs> no, I haven't, have I? That's, uh, that was a test, uh, which, well done, you passed. Uh, Sorry, I'm just getting it up on my moment. computer still? 
Right, okay. You might be there for some time. Uh, oh, so it's on Twitter. Great. I can't find the actual request. Oh, this is a fucking shambles. Oh, this is not the tribute to the late Gary Rhodes who <laughs> hoped it would be. Someone called Nick requested the one without the ski We're trip. sorry. Uh, okay, well, look, let me uh, roughly give you the gist of what I imagine Nick said, shall I? Okay. Hey guys, love the podcast. Oh, Nick, how embarrassing. You make me laugh every day on my way to chef school where I'm following the path of my culinary hero, the late, great Gary Rhodes. Yeah, um, I, <laughs> Oh my God, it all ties in. That's so weird that we talked about Gary Rhodes earlier. I uh, would like to request this episode of Friends. What was it? Uh, the one without the ski trip. Uh, because... Um, I think of all episodes of Friends, seeing the culinary feast that Carol and Susan prepare to celebrate having sex, <laughs> it reminds me the most of the late, great Gary Rhodes. Do they make a feast just all to celebrate? Oh, no, they do. They're, yes, yes right. This right. is the weird yeah. thing. Like, there's a whole bit about like Carol making dinner for Susan, and Ross is like, oh, I thought your anniversary was in whenever. And she's like, different kind of anniversary. Yeah. So they're having dinner to celebrate. A bang. Mm. Is that a thing? Do people do that? Well, some people would... Well, some you can kind of choose what your anniversary is, right? Like, like uh, when you get married, then it'll be your wedding. But most people don't choose the first time you had sex. Yeah, but yeah, the first exactly. time you had sex, is it? That's yeah, no but it might, that might have been their first date on the same day. They didn't just meet up, bang, and that was it. Yes, but, yeah, but Carol says it. She, she would have just said... No, no, no! It's our anniversary, our first date. Actually, you know that would have been a right, that would have okay. been a normal thing to say, but she just went. No, I think you'll find it's an anniversary of the old pants off dance. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know. Just it, it's it seems like an elaborately romantic dinner to celebrate the first time they, you know, shagged. Yeah. Oh. Also, if the plan was to. Um, as it, it, it seems to be. I mean, we're already talking about... I mean, it's difficult to split this episode into bits, isn't it's, it? It's chronological, this one. It's just one storyline, really, isn't it? Well, I'm I'm going in on the, the Carol and Susan bit. Yeah, well, we're just hitting... Just sort of, you yeah, trying exactly. to stop me. Yeah, okay, no, no, it's fine. So they are marking the anniversary of shagging by shagging. Yeah, well, look, that, that makes sense. But I would say that if, if... Well, yeah, but if your intention was to have an evening of shagging... No big feast. Don't have a big meal before it. I've never understood this. To quote Michael Scott for The Office, probably just have soup, something like. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's why dinner dates are weird if you if yeah. if the intention of anyone is to have sex at any point, because no, nobody's sexy after a big meal. They are, they can be, but I don't imagine anybody feels particularly sexy after. A I big see. Meal. Yeah. No. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, frankly, at my age these days, Pete, after a big meal, I'm just tired. Yeah. I just want a nap. I've not got any sort you of. Just intentions. want to put that Domino's box away right? and have a little nap. Right. I'm sure I've like. Actually, let's go down this alleyway. But it would be weird to have a Domino's pizza before we had sex. That's why I would. That's that's why we'll leave this. before we had sex. Well, that'd be very weird, yeah. But... Oh, that would be weird. <laughs> I feel like we're getting down a strange path here. Yeah. Should we pull it back? Gary Rhodes. <laughs> Let's go down a different road. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, so Karen and Susan are having dinner to celebrate sex, basically. Um, fair play to them. Do you know what? you got to celebrate what you got to celebrate. It just feels like a slightly strange um, uh, strange thing to mark to me. But, you know, everyone everyone does it their own way. I do really enjoy Carol in this episode. If we're sort of knocking Carol off it, the Carol, Susan. Well, Susan's not even in this episode, is she? It's She's just not, Carol. No. But Carol brings that lovely brand of dismissive uh, sort of sass towards Ross that Carol and Susan basically both have. And equally also just talks sense because there's that bit yeah. where she says well you are going to go and pick him up aren't you because ross is being a little bitch when actually five people which even though you're feeling pretty sketchy about one of them you care about because you're in love with her yep. and including your sister are stranded just fucking get in the car and go mate hey, ross doesn't have a great episode here there's a couple of times when you go stop being a little bitch like and that this yeah. is this is certainly one of them we'll come on to some of the others in a bit but that thing you've just been like, I'm sorry, my car's, your car's broken down. I'm just having fun with my real friend, Carol. Yeah. It's like, oh, Ross, you're being a deliberate little shit here and nobody needs that. Um, but so yeah, so then Ross borrows Carol's car and, and, and breaks it. Pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I, the, the reliability of their cars is pretty sketchy, isn't it? Here, like, Why do they have such dreadful and reliable cars? Well, they've got an old taxi and Carol seems to drive a very knackered old Jeep. That's yeah. Why. I, I wonder if it's something to do with the infrastructure of American highways and roads, because the, the real thing that I always wondered about this is like, we don't have rest stops like that in the UK, do we? Well, what it looks like is a public toilet. It just looks like a haunted shack in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like the, yeah. well, it's like an unmanned, completely unmanned, no facility, real facilities at all. It's just like some toilets on the side of a road. Like I want, I want With a, very cheap tampons. A penny, penny tampons, mate. Penny I tampons. I, I, I don't know how much a tampon would cost in a vending machine. Well, me normally. neither. And we are not the 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 people. We're not the authoritative voice. Absolutely not. Tampons. No, no, I've, tampons. I've never bought a tampon in a vending machine in a lady's toilet, but I think everybody would be thrilled to hear that. But uh, I would like to speak for most women when I say that you probably wouldn't want to use a tampon that's cost a penny. The penny tampon from the haunted shack on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere? Yeah, I, I, I feel Great like... Book. <laughs> feel like women deserve better than one penny tampons. Yeah, everything about that rest stop feels weird i mean it doesn't feel like they're on their way to a hip happening ski resort does it considering no, no cars passed in like two hours and there's no lights there's nothing there's not even a bloody greg's at the rest stop mate what are they doing you know when they say triple a can pick us up yeah why do they have one more a than us we have the aa why do they have triple a uh what does triple a stand for what's ours is the automobile what does the aa stand for oh is that what an it is abdominal aortic aneurysm i don't think it's that yeah, triple a. It. No. Yeah. American Automobile Association. Oh, right. And what's the AA stand for then? I thought that was Automobile Association. Maybe it is, just without the American bit. Alcoholics Anonymous. Oh, God, this is no. a nightmare. Yeah, the Automobile Association. Right. Well, it makes sense that their extra A would be American then, doesn't it? That comprehensively answers my question. There you go. Done. So, yeah, they call AAA, who apparently... Well, I was going to say they're a bit useless, but also they are useless, the friends in this scenario, aren't they? They don't know where they are. I have no idea where they are. How how have they navigated this? I don't even know what route they're on. 
So yeah, they're not really offering much, are they? But um, so yeah, they get stranded. I, I mean, we've done this in such a bizarre order. Should yeah, sort of... do you want to go back to <laughs> like nearer the start? Should we rewind? With Chandler being a little dick about using moisturizer. Yeah. <laughs> Why is he so okay? So we'll start at the beginning. A very good place to start. So set the scene. If you haven't watched this episode recently, we're hyper in the middle of Ross and Rachel and the gang in general being incredibly awkward about seeing either of them. You know, and we've got this scene at the start where what they call Chandler and Joey have arranged to meet Ross at the coffee house and Monica and Phoebe have agreed to meet Rachel at the coffee house. And this is what comes, Pete, when you only hang out in one place. Yep, true. There's only one rendezvous spot. Um, I can't remember, what did they say they were doing that evening? The guys are going to the game. The game. The game. I thought he was going to the game. It just feels like it's so normalised in this friend's world, but it's weird. If you were going to a sports match in the evening, which is what this is, would you be meeting at a coffee shop before? Yeah, that is odd. It's a slightly um, weird vibe. Whatever Rachel and Phoebe and Monica are doing, Rachel's like, I'll just grab a cup of coffee first. There are a few other odd mentions of different plans. Like, um, Ross putting showtimes on his answer machine for his new home cinema system, yeah. NAF. Yeah, weird. Um, at one point, he invites them to have a Laserdisc marathon, what what's that? It's like like an early reference to a DVD or something. It must be right. Laser disc, because I couldn't I couldn't work out what else that was. And if he's got like a state of the art home cinema system, then yeah, okay, maybe he's got a DVD before anyone else has. Um, I think it's a, a format that precedes the DVD. Uh, okay. Or okay. I think I'm literally looking at it. Well, that sounds boring. And then there's another reference to um, I think it's Phoebe who says it. Like we can make fudge. They. Have an eclectic set of interests, is what I would say. Um, and a darts I, tournament, though. <laughs> Ross wants to have a darts tournament. Yeah, but why does he associate darts with Scotland? Are darts Scottish? I watched this with subtitles on, and as well as Ross doing the most questionable Scottish accent, the subtitles said Irish accent. Oh, dear. So someone... I mean, that's that's a reflection on how poor the accent is. Yeah, well, it is actually because I had to like check myself to check whether it, I had heard the Scottish right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure why he associates darts with Scotland. Ah, darts, Scotland. Hang on. I, it's strange that they associate it with, with Scotland and it's strange that both do terrible Scottish accents. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like all of the problems in this episode and in this entire situation could be solved. Darts by, is English. Thank you very much. Uh, it could be solved by them doing what they sort of suggest at one point, and then they go back on just the idea that maybe some of them could hang out with Ross and some of them could hang out with Rachel, and they don't yeah. all, as a group, have to go. It's not like, so when Rachel invites them to the Calvin Klein lingerie show, whatever it is, it's not like Ross has bought them tickets to something really expensive. They're going to watch a DVD at Ross's, basically. <laughs> like, a couple of them could just go, do you know what, Rachel's going to be on her own that night, do you mind? And Rosh goes, the first weekend I'm alone by myself. Uh, like, mate, you're not alone, are you? You have other people in existence right. who are your friends and family. This bit annoyed me for two reasons. One, that's an awfully manip- manipulative thing to say, right? Like, yep. it's properly like, he, he's already got them all round in lieu of, Ra- you know, in lieu of seeing Rachel that night. So he's had his turn, as it were. And then, whereas Rachel was very, 
uh, grown up about it and just went, do you know, yeah, she was disappointed clearly, but she went, no, it's fair. He asked you first. Well, she fine. checks the rules, doesn't she? She, and she says, I'm inviting you first. That's within the rules. And it's very telling how Ross reacts differently. And Ross says, well, if you, are, if you must go away on the first weekend, I'm going to be all by myself. But not only does he say it like that and manipulates the shit out of them, when Monica says, I'll stay, he goes, what, a pity stay? Yes, a fucking pity stay, because you've just said a knobby thing. A little bitch for about pity. it. Yeah. You've, been, yeah. you've been inviting pity. Yeah. Like, what, what else do you expect? Um, oh, boiled my goat, that did. It what? It boiled your goat? Yep. Is that a thing? Boiled my blood or got my goat? Got, got your goat. It got my goat. You yeah. don't, don't boil goats. Why are you boiling goats? <laughs> Sometimes, Pete, when you're doing a podcast, you gotta boil a goat. <laughs> um, on the subject of um, fudge. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have to have a break. I'm not letting you start a new segment like that. Oh. <laughs> Taking a break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Anyway, fudge. Um, <laughs> I tried to get us away from gone. Yeah, fudge. You know how, like, I think it's Phoebe, isn't it, that invites Ross, hey, we'll make fudge. Yeah. Um, near where I now live, um, there is a, a boat on the canal called the Fudge Boat. And the fudge Boat? The, it's, it's people who make fudge on a canal boat and then sell the fudge from the boat. Absolutely. You want some of that fudge, mate, if I'm honest. Yeah, oh, Fudge right? is one of my, be- uh, my favourite things. Is it? I'm a big fudge connoisseur. You would be very keen to board the fudge boat. I would. Get me aboard the fudge boat. There's a really good fudge shop uh, where my parents live in Lytham. Right. Um, if anyone, if anyone's ever been and knows the fudge shop in Lytham, really. Let's great. know. Uh, let's know what your favourite place to buy fudge is. <laughs> uh, they do a great can... chocolate orange fudge. 
do that. That sounds very sickly. Oh, incredibly sickly, but delightful. I, how many how many chunks of fudge can you eat before feeling quite unwell? Because I think it's kind of two, and that's it. Oh no, I'm a tenner. Ten. Oh, I can eat. I can like I told you, Pete. I'm a, I could eat. I can fudge for days. Actually, you pack that fudge away like nobody's business. <laughs> you cheap, 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 cheap joke, Peter. I'm allowed to reference. Yeah, this. I know. I couldn't. I, that's what I said as no. a fudge connoisseur. I'm allowed to. Yeah, it's oh, ooh, bloody privilege. Mm. Um, where were we <laughs> before we diverted onto fudge? No, heterosexual uh, white male. You carry on talking about privilege. Go on. Go on. You carry on. Sorry, sorry, Peter. Let me uh, let me create space for you to finish talking about packing Thank fudge. You. Anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, no, no, no. It's all good. Let's move on. Thank you very much. Good. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> have you seen? We're still on the first scene of the whole episode, really, because we keep tangenting off it. But oh, we're all over the place. Yeah, it's a, it's a real dip in and out here. Um, the scene where Monica and Phoebe are trying to bundle Rachel out of the coffee house is so fucking funny. It makes the me. The okay, your highness. Oh, okay, your highness. And Monica's like, I know this really good coffee place. It's really close. And Rachel just goes, closer than here. And yeah, again, I think, and to be fair, Monica does this to some degree as well, but I think Phoebe is very useful in this episode, providing some relief amid the yes. unpleasantness. Her sort of purpose as that comic relief as she often is in episodes yeah. is particularly useful here. Well, she manages to make that awful standoff between Ross and Rachel like watchable for the viewer, you know, when she's just like, oh, I'm sorry, can we get back to get? you know, does all the sort of mumbling under her breath. But that little sequence just really makes me laugh. A big, big fan of it. So you I'm not a big fan of uh, oh, in this episode. Let me guess. Oh, there's only the friends in it, really. Chandler. Chandler. Yeah. Go on. Dickhead in this episode. Like, making a big deal of smoking like people did in year 11. Like, I can remember in year 11 maths, the person that I had to sit next to being like, look at this, opening their rucksack and showing me a packet of cigarettes. And I was like, all right. Like, <laughs> that's the kind of vibe I'm getting from Chandler here. Yeah, like, isn't smoking cool? Aren't I cool because I'm smoking? Being, yeah, being weird about smoking. Uh, He's just littering. acting out. He's acting out like a child at school, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Being seedy about the, um, his, his female friend's boobs and asses. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that whole sequence is only sort of saved by the fact that the girls are really sort of leaning into the, the, who's got the smallest boob. You know, like, they're, they're going with that bit, but then Chandler sort of like tagged to that scene of, let's see who's got the nicest ass. It's just weird, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And we haven't really covered in any detail why he's so weird about moisturiser. What the fuck is wrong with moisturiser? Yeah, I mean, that's not even like... Well, like they said, oh, Rachel came over to borrow my, like, lipstick or something, you know? Exactly. It's not like a stereo... I, I didn't think it was like a stereo... Well, it isn't. No. A stereotypically female product right. or feminine product. It's, 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 it's something that you use on skin. And do you know who has skin, Pete? Everyone. Most people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Um, it's so bizarre how he kicks up such a, cause like, and especially because like Joey, who is, I guess, the most sort of stereotypical man of that group, you know, he's the, he's the guy's guy most. He just sort of throws it away. He's fine, isn't he? He's like, Rachel came over to Morrison Moisturizer from Chandler. He's not going, Moisturizer, you big girl or anything like that, is he? No. And then Chandler just gets all, all ruffled. Fragile masculinity, Peter. Yeah, which, Oh no, Chandler is quite a common source of that, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's not. He's not good for um, security in that sense. I wouldn't say. No. I'll tell you what's weird about this episode: not a single scene in the main apartment in Monica's apartment. 
No, and I uh, also just a lot of it taking place in this weird sort of outdoor set with yeah. some fake snow around is is quite odd too. Yes, exactly. I wonder if that was a deliberate decision by Sam Simon. Oh, we didn't do the synopsis. I got it up and everything. Oh, oh it's too late for that. Sam Simon, the director of this episode. Do you recognise that name? Nope. You should. You'll have seen that name thousands of times in your life because right. he co-created The Simpsons. Oh, really? So it pops up at the end after he's like, there's like Matt, Matt Groening. God, imagine him. having Friends and The Simpsons well, on no, your CV. I didn't realise he was um, part of the Friends world. That's good, isn't it? That is good. Yeah. Oh, he's dead. Jesus Christ. Long gone, or? He actually died two days after... Oh, no. Gary Rhodes. Oh. No, two, the, 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 two days after this episode aired, but... What? No, 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 no let me finish. 18 years later. <laughs> it's just right, I saw well, the dates. It's March why are you trying to make out that that's some sort of connection? Because it <laughs> Cause obviously is. They're both early March. Well, the reason I noticed the March date, this episode aired on March the 6th, 1997, which is the day after my 11th birthday, Pete. There's a lot of dates I don't really care about there, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Why won't you just let me have my moment sometimes, eh? What's a straight yeah. white man got to do to get that, some attention? That- <laughs> get some airtime on a podcast, eh? Chandler is not a great, you know, it's not he's not having a great episode, but he does deliver, I think, my favourite joke of the episode and one of my favourite friends jokes, which is Handel is my middle name. Actually, it's the middle part of my first name. It's just such a good joke. Um, and uh, I think credit needs to go to Joey as well for being very practical and logical when it comes to bra wires and getting the car open. That was rem- like, I don't think I'd have thought of a bra wire to Jimmy a car open in hours if I had the time to think, if I was in that situation. That is because mainly I'm very impractical, so I wouldn't know what to do with a bra wire even if I had one. But also the logic of needing the biggest one. Right doesn't just want a bra wire, thinks it will be even more useful to have the biggest one. So A long bra wire. He's got the biggest boobs. Yeah. Um, so, and, and it works. He, he remarkably quick. Like, I think they gloss over how skilled Joey is at breaking into cars. Yeah. Like, where's your... You know, sometimes they sort of go, Phoebe, how do you know how to do that? And she sort of goes, I lived on the streets. This one feels to me like you're like, how the fuck did you know how to get in a car that, e- like, that easily? Good job he did, no, though. Good job he did. Well, good job he did. Oh, I didn't really help them, did it? Because they ran out of gas. That's true. Yeah, but that's not his fault. No, that is he not fixed, his fault. He fixed the current problem. He did fix the current problem. And then also he had a hand in fixing the second problem because he made a big play out of sticks. That's true. Very funny. I really like how gutted he is when that gets scuffed up yeah. as well. <laughs> oh, no. Are we going to sense? Um, so they call Ross on the slide. Carol clearly desperate to get Ross out of the apartment, understandably, because she's got uh, sex dinner, then sex to be had. And t- my only sort of remaining conclusion about this episode, Pete, is the title of it. Because what do they do once Ross rescues them? Go skiing? Yeah, they go on a fucking ski trip. Yeah, we don't see it, but they do get their ski trip, don't yeah, they? but if they call every episode based on it the thing we didn't actually see, yeah. that'd be mad, wouldn't it? It's very the much the one the ski with the ski trip. It's not they didn't get stopped from going on a ski trip. Yeah, Considering true. the format of the show, which is the one with all the time, they've they've changed it specifically at a point where it doesn't make any sense. 
That's a good point, Dave. Thank you very much. You know what that does, Pete? It boils my goat. Yeah. Um, anyway, Ross rescues them, puts guests in the car, his car breaks down, he has to buy Carol a new battery, interrupts her and Susan having sex, Carol sort of pushes him out of that. End of show. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was a hell of a... We should do all episodes at that rate and they'd be about three minutes long. Or me just sort of rattling through it as, at, yeah. at a pace. It almost sounded like you were rapping at one point, yeah. <laughs> Not sure anyone wants to hear that. And also, no, I don't, I'd never want to listen back to this again now. Oh, dear me. Is it time to find out whether we've got a quiz? Uh, Pete, is it time to find out whether we've got a quiz? You tell me. Yes. Yes, it is time to find out whether we've got a quiz. Now, let me just quickly... Do we have a quiz? my notes. If we don't have a quiz here, when you even put up a post and had a number of people say... I'm up for doing a quiz. And then last week said we didn't have one, even after you'd done that. And then it turned out we did have one and we had to do that on the Patreon episode. No, that got put out as a bonus for free, wasn't it? Yeah. We, yeah. We, we, yeah. yeah so have everybody heard, got the quiz the bonus separately. Quiz by now. Actually, it's just, is, there a, is there a damn quiz? Becky says, hi guys, hope this is okay. Right. Love the podcast. And I'm going to claim to be the listener who has listened to Friends with Friends. This is great, actually. Not only have we got a quiz from Becky, but we've got a great fact. I'm going to claim to be the listener who's listened in the most countries. Oh. She has listened Why, what she do for a living? to Friends with Friends in 48 different countries. Wow. That is loads of countries. That's, that's, uh, that is a lot. Why, why? Do you want to guess what she does? Works on a cruise ship? Close. Cabin crew. Right. Works okay. on them planes. Uh, anyway, this give me an idea. Question one. After which activity did Chandler's dad try to kidnap him during the divorce? Cub Scouts? Cub Scouts. What? Question two. Great question out of context. What can Joey and Phoebe's nipples do? Uh, Phoebe gets her out of paying for things. Gets her out of tickets. Yeah, tickets. And Joey's could cut glass. Very good. What two root numbers could they actually be stuck on? And what root number does Rachel think they're oh, stuck I on? Oh, I don't know. 76? 76 is one. Rachel thinks it's 27. And I don't know the other one. Should I check? 93. Okay. Question four. What month did Carol and Susan get married? Oh, so annoying. Early January. Episode, I had to gloss over it because I'd forgotten. January? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's quite January. Right. And question five, who was Chandler impersonating with his dance? Uh, somebody from the Poseidon Adventure. Shelley Winters, Pete, from the Poseidon yeah. Adventure. Hey, we've done a... Oh, there's a bonus question, Pete. Oh. Oh, Christ. What is the registration on Phoebe's grandmother's cab? Oh, God knows. 2X85, if anyone got that. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, you know? Um, would you like to know what next week's episode... Thank you for the quiz. Thank you for the uh, quiz, Becky. Becky. What a treat. Uh, would you like to know what next week's episode is? I really would. And that's because I'm going to do the new tradition of commenting on the Quizzed uh, Instagram and asking somebody to do it right now. So we have a quiz. Okay. You know? So the episode request uh, comes from India. Um, that's her name. She lives on the Isle of Wight. Okay. Um, and she's requested the one with the ride along. The one with... Uh, she hasn't sent a quiz with her. Let's just check the admin. She hasn't sent a quiz, no. No, fine, she good. Hasn't sent a quiz. Okay. So I'm going to ask Laura on Instagram, the next person on the list. Hey, Laura, would you like... We can edit this out to do a quiz for next week on... What was it called? 
The one with the red lung. That is asked officially, Peter, on Instagram. What a time to be alive. What admin. What beautiful admin we provide these days. See, right. Um, bye. In many ways, goodbye to you. Goodbye to you listening. And goodbye, of course, mostly to the late great Gary Rhodes. Goodbye. <laughs> Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing I love that Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.